Welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. Valuable insights on all aspects related to investing in the complex and highly fragmented municipal bond market. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. In a municipal market that is highly complex, from public policy to market technicals, we're excited to bring you another podcast focusing on current municipal themes and strategies for clients to consider. I'm excited to be joined today by Alex McLaughlin, directly from our trading desk in Los Angeles. Alex is a director and credit analyst with the team. We've been really looking forward to having Alex back on the show to share his observations. Great to have you with us today, Alex, on Muni360. Thanks for having me, Chris. So first, the title of the show is called, Is the Tide Turning? Many would say the market this year has been lackluster at best. However, we have seen notable strength over the last several weeks. Based on that, how would you assess 2023? And are we seeing the recent rally as something that's here to stay, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, in some ways, it feels like the tide already has turned. November was obviously a huge turning point in fixed income markets. Munis were no exception. We came into the month with the 30-year at about a 510. Right now, it's around a 450, and that's been driven by a number of things. We've seen economic indicators supporting that soft landing narrative. We've also seen lighter CPI numbers. So, you know, that's driven a strong performance in the muni market. What we've also seen is ratios um, declining. So not only strong absolute performance, but strong relative performance. What that's driven is the muni market has erased the year-to-date losses that we came into the month with. We've seen the main index on a year-to-date basis now is up almost 4%. That's the Bloomberg Municipal Bond Index. The Bloomberg High Yield Municipal Bond Index is up almost 6% on a year-to-date basis. So obviously, those numbers don't tell the whole story. We've been all over the place this year. There's been a lot of volatility, but taken in isolation, those are pretty strong returns. Absolutely. It has been. And you know, one of the questions we ask and we've been asking all year long is around rates, right? And, and just as a backdrop, the team, we don't make interest rate calls or duration bets. That all said, you know, many will still ask, how would we assess the current rate landscape and, and inflation? And do we think that's already priced into the market at this stage? Yeah. So we don't make rate calls, as you said, but obviously it's important to be aware of, of the broader macro environment. I always think it's helpful to look at what the market is pricing in as far as where the Fed stands. If you look at Fed funds futures, they suggest that there will be no more hikes that were at peak Fed funds. They're actually pricing in about four cuts next year, four 25 basis point cuts mostly in the second half of next year. So that considered, I think that there's somewhat less uncertainty in the market, but um, you know, with inflation, with inflation uh, clearly moderated and I, we're obviously in the ninth inning or at the end of this, uh, this hiking cycle. So there's still going to be a lot of volatility, particularly as market participants grapple with the amount of debt that the US federal government has and deficits but that volatility allows active managers to take advantage of the environment. And that's what we've done in the past year. Yeah, it does seem like the tone has shifted from a bit of fear to maybe a little bit of cautious optimism to some degree. And that being said, you know, thinking, thinking about the recent rally 
and the positive snapback we've seen, people ask the question, is there still ample opportunity to potentially achieve total return going forward? Have people missed it? Um, based on that, can you share some thoughts on you know general levels, spreads, and the market in, in general as it relates to valuation? Yeah, it's a good question, Chris. And let's take a step back and think about AAA Muni Curve. So in the 30-year spot, you're at about a 375. So yields obviously aren't at their highs, but it still seems like a good opportunity on an absolute basis. You know, with that with that 375 yield on a taxable equivalent basis for an investor facing a 40% marginal tax rate, you're at about a 625. And remember, that's for a AAA credit. So if you go down into more marginal structures or slightly lower credit quality, you can easily get to that level where people have historically expected their equities to perform. So that considered, you know, we still think that these absolute levels are pretty attractive and, and the, the tax-exempt income levels that we're still able to achieve in the market are, are very attractive. Right. Great to hear people have not missed it, right? And there's still ample opportunity to potentially achieve a nice total return profile, particularly when you look at tax equivalent, even, even though you've had a nice rally um, and a better tone. And thinking about that for a minute, maybe digging a little bit more into portfolio positioning, what are some of the things we're favoring versus not right now? Yeah. So we've had a lot of success in the new issue market, particularly during these bouts of volatility, restructuring deals, getting higher coupons on some of these deals, five and a half, you know, five and three quarters, structures that we think are going to be scarce later on. And, and in fact, we're already starting to see that. There aren't a whole lot of new deals coming with those types of structures. We're not just focused on high coupons, though. We think it makes sense to barbell that coupon strategy a little bit, layering in some positive convexity with lower coupon discount bonds like threes, a structure that is also becoming more scarce. If you look at the AAA curve right now, there's a pronounced dip in the 2 to 12, 2 to 10 year spot. And that's mostly driven by price insensitive demand from SMA type accounts that, that really need to buy in that range. Because of that, we're, we're generally avoiding that part of the curve, favoring you know, ultra short end and also out past 12 years. Finally, I'd mention that we've been qualitying up the portfolios. It's not because we're particularly nervous about credit. In fact, fundamentals are pretty strong. We just believe that as you look at the compensation that's offered for going down in credit quality, it seems about fair to us. Great. So I think that really does underscore that, you know, it's not the whole market that's, you know, equally compelling. You, you have to pick your spots and working with active managers that are in the market every day, I think just makes the case for that in terms of picking your spots, right? And so you touched on briefly fundamentals, and I think it's a good segue into the credit landscape. And we again, another topic we talk about on all the shows, but this is always evolving and we want to hear about it. We've been talking about strong credit fundamentals over the last you know year or so, but with some weakness in pockets, are we still seeing credit fundamentals being pretty solid or do we have concerns as we look ahead? Yeah. So fundamentals still really are in very good shape. And one of the reasons for that is if you look back at this, in this bout of inflation we've had, most muni bond structures are set up to benefit with inflation. So if you think about a sales tax-backed bond or a property tax-backed bond, obviously as the prices of goods and services, 
prices of real estate go up, your revenues are going to increase in tandem. So because of that, a lot of munis, um, you know, the fundamentals have actually improved through this inflationary period. In addition to, you know, the various significant amounts of federal stimulus we've seen into the market. So if you look at upgrade to downgrade ratios, it has really reflected that. What we've seen in the first three quarters of this year, the upgrade to downgrade ratio in the muni market was 3.2 to 1. Very strong. It's actually even better than what it was last year in 2022, and it was about 2.6 to 1. So as you mentioned, there are a couple pockets um, and sectors where we've seen a little bit more stress, but it is really limited. One of them that comes to mind is healthcare, although we've been growing more constructive on that recently after seeing some significant fundamental improvements. There's still, you know, downgrades are outpacing upgrades in healthcare. Also, small private colleges, some of them are coming under pressure. Some land secured dirt deals, we call them, also under some pressure. But it's really, it's really a credit selection game out there. There, even within these sectors that are challenged, there are certain credits within those that we like. So you're, you know, you're definitely painting, I think, a constructive tone. Um, our, I'm sure our audience is is getting the feel for that. You know, when you look at, you know, the fact that we still have compelling levels in our view, credit fundamentals are pretty solid for the most part particularly if we're picking our spots as an active manager with deep credit research at the core. The last piece of the puzzle for today really on that is technicals, you know, supply and demand. With supply and demand picture, what do we think about, what do we anticipate through the rest of this year and into early 2024? So I think it's useful to look at what's happened so far this year. So we've seen about 14 billion come out of the muni asset class on a year-to-date basis. Sounds like a lot, but it's actually pretty moderate compared to what we saw in 2022 when over 120 billion came out of the asset class. So on the supply side, we've seen issuance slightly below where it was last year, about 5% below. So it's been a manageable technical environment thus far this year. I'd also mention that in the past two weeks, past few weeks, we've seen some positive momentum on the flows side, especially with that strong performance recently. Looking ahead, we are entering a strong technical period in the month of December, the month of January. And that's because there's a lot of coupon and principal payments during the months. There's also obviously a handful of holiday weeks. And during those holiday weeks, you tend to not see a whole lot of issuance. So that should be a tailwind. I think looking ahead beyond that, I think that the picture for supply may be a little more robust because rates are off their highs. I think issuers We'll look at the market now and, and get comfortable with issuing bonds at the current rates. Obviously, more refundings are in the money now too. Finally, on the flows side, I think that with clients looking at their statements and seeing positive returns from the muni market, I think that it's also certainly possible that the flows picture should improve too. So it's a pretty, pretty favorable technical environment looking ahead, Chris. Yeah, it seems as though even if we get a little bit of a pickup in issuance, it seems conceivable that the demand and the flows could easily absorb that pickup in issuance, which, which kind of brings us to, to one of our last questions. And we touched on this a little bit, active management versus more passive management. So why should investors consider actively managed funds as a replacement or complement to passive approaches? And, and, and what are some of the more recent portfolio positioning themes that we think illustrate that? Yeah. Good question, Chris. So we've talked about the volatility that we've seen this year. 
Um, that's certainly going to continue going forward, especially with the declining dealer sponsorship that we're seeing in the space. We think that's going to you know, make these swings perhaps even stronger. Through these bouts of volatility, we've had a lot of success restructuring portfolios, optimizing book yields, taking losses, and positioning portfolios to perform for this reversion trade that we're starting to see now. You know, a lot of these passive type strategies are forced to invest in certain parts of the curve or certain structures that may not be attractive. Like we talked about that two to 12 year part of the curve that a lot of SMA type accounts have to invest in that we're avoiding. And finally, you know, being active allows us to rotate the portfolios tactically and strategically to favor sectors and structures and maturities that we think are undervalued relative to, to the ones that are overvalued. Really helpful. I think that gives our audience some thoughts around maybe some implementation ideas as we go forward uh, in portfolios. And I, and I just want to say thank you, Alex. It's been great to see that the team is still optimistic about the market. You know, we think the stage is still set, even though we've had a nice little bounce, that the stage is still set for those taking an active approach. You know, this is, this is yet another great conversation with you. I know our listeners are going to find your thoughts and insights to be really helpful. Before we go, before we let you go, do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners? Yeah. So I just say, you know, it's a strong technical backdrop. Fundamentals in the muni market are in very good shape and there's still attractive absolute yields that you can achieve out there. So I believe investors should consider taxable equivalent yields that you can get in the muni market and consider whether that makes sense for your portfolios. That's great. And this has uh, been Alex McLaughlin out of our Los Angeles trading desk. Really appreciate you having you on. That wraps up this episode of Muni360 Podcast with New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. Please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. We appreciate you rating the show and leaving a review so we can spread these insights to as many as possible. Thanks for listening. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. Municipal bond risks include the ability of the issuer to repay the obligation, the relative lack of information about certain issuers, and the possibility of future tax and legislative changes, which could affect the market for and value of municipal securities. Bonds are subject to interest rate risk and can lose principal value when interest rates rise. Bonds are also subject to credit risk, which is the possibility that the bond issuer may fail to pay interest and principal in a timely manner. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. It is not possible to invest directly in an index. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Active management is the use of a human element, such as a single manager, co-managers, or a team of managers to actively manage a fund's portfolio. Active management strategies typically have higher fees than passive management. Credit spread reflects the difference in yield between a treasury and corporate bond of the same maturity. Duration is a measure of the sensitivity of the price of a bond to a change in interest rates. CPI is the consumer price index that measures the overall change in consumer prices based on a representative basket of goods and services over time. Credit quality. Percentages are based on fixed income securities held in the fund's investment portfolio and exclude any equity or convertible securities in cash or cash equivalents. Ratings apply to the underlying portfolio of debt securities held by the fund and are rated by an independent rating agency such as Standard & Poor's, Moody's, and or Fitch. If ratings are provided by the rating agencies but differ, the lower rating will be utilized. If only one rating is provided, the available rating will be utilized. Securities that are unrated by the rating agencies are reflected as such in the breakdown. Unrated securities do not necessarily indicate low quality. S&P rates borrowers on a scale from AAA to D. AAA through B represent investment grade, while B through D represent non-investment grade. 
This material contains the opinions of the Makai Municipal Manager team of Makai Shields, LLC, but not necessarily those of Makai Shields, LLC. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice. This material is distributed for informational purposes only. Forecasts, estimates, and opinions contained herein should not be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but not guaranteed. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made, and Makai Shields assumes no duty and does not undertake to update forward-looking statements. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. Neither New York Life Insurance Company nor its affiliates or representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please contact your own professionals. Makai Municipal Managers is a team of portfolio managers at Makai Shields. Makai Shields is 100% owned by NYLIM Holdings, which is wholly owned by New York Life Insurance Company. Not all products and services provided by Makai Shields may be available to all investors, limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without the express written permission of Makai Shields. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Securities distributed by New York Life Distributors, LLC, 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302.